Hello Cancer friends, this is Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Cancer October 2022 Astrology Horoscope. This is for you if Cancer is your sun sign or your moon sign or your rising sign or any other Cancer placement that you're watching for. What we're going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And if you are a late degree friend, so we'll say like a very late degree, like July 15th through the rest of the sign, or 23 degrees or so through the rest of the sign, then I also suggest you listen to my Leo report. You late degree friends will benefit from both the Cancer and Leo readings. So I'm calling this month for Cancer the very unique title, Quintabulous Five Star Goddess Blessings. We're going to get to all that. And also we have all this to cover. This is one of the most action-packed months of the whole year. So we've got a lot of things to get into here as to how they may affect you. First of all, it's important to know we have more salty compared to sweet aspects this month, which means road bumps. It's the best way to describe it. You're cruising along and you got a bump. But if you reframe this as, we am going over a bump and going down. We am going over a bump and going down. Instead of, oh gosh, I have to slow down and there's a bump and I'm annoyed, then it can be much easier for you. It could be more fun. So basically because of the Mars retro, the Mercury retro for the first half of the month, Jupiter retro, it's not a time to force things. Um, it's a time to slow down and just to respond what comes to you, to what comes to you. It's a time to be the spider and just hang out in your web and see what food comes to you. Or you can think of it as sitting on the shore with your beach hat and waiting for whatever the shore, the water brings to you. If it's garbage, you got to deal with it. If it's sweet stuff, you got to deal with it. But in any case, this is the energy of this time. It's a very internal and retrospective energy. But at least in the second half of the month, as Oct let's say we're on October 17th, Mercury had been direct as of October 2nd and every day between the 2nd and the 17th, things get a little clearer as far as the steps right in front of you. Usually when the Mercury retrograde, you can only see the next step ahead of you, if that. But as that veil starts to lift, you can at least make some more plans. You know, you can see a little further ahead of you and have clarity on certain topics. We are going to have a retrograde story for a long time, but the shifting of that Mercury energy mid-month will definitely be notable and noticeable. Mars goes retrograde October 30th through January 18th with the shadow period starting before September 4th is when beforehand and afterwards through March 15th. So a very long time where Mars, the ruler of oomph and get up and go is offline. There are things to know about this. We'll get into more of it. Uh, but for now, just kind of know that it's happening, know that it's along and know it's not a time to force things. Jupiter's still retrograde. So that means some of your big dreams might have to be put on hold because Jupiter's testing the foundation and you might have to work a little more internally or in the backdrop to make sure that your structure's foundation is strong enough to rise as high as you would like to. So in November, you'll be able to start building again and some things that went stagnant at this time might start to move forward. We do have a full moon in Aries around October 9th. We'll talk about that. And of course, bam, the eclipses. Fortunately for Cancers, this eclipse season and the whole cycle from the end of 2021 through the end of 2023 is 
Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle, which is in a favorable angle, at least for your cancer placements. I don't know what else you got going on there, but from the perspective of water and earth, they are in favorable angles. So that's positive. And then we have the last Uranus Saturn square, which is a big deal since it's been kind of dictating our undercurrents and major themes for 2021 and 2022, both for us individually and globally. So we're going to get into all that, but first, Let's talk about this quintabulous five star goddess blessing discussion that I'm so excited to share with you. I've been telling you that I'll be talking more about the star goddesses and a lot of those star goddesses are actually located in the asteroid belt. So their um, orbits are like four to five years. So they're in the, kind of close to the same place. We've got Hygieia here, we've got Juno, we've got Astraea, we've got Pallas Athena. We'll get back to Black Moon Lilith. She's not an asteroid, so she's a little different. But you, what do you notice about these three or four things? They are all in water signs, okay? So that means that they're either connecting with your sign of cancer, as Pallas Athena is here, or they are making a trine with that energy and with your placements, okay? So this is um, very exciting because the star goddesses bring a lot of themes that you can be greatly helped at this time. So let's just take it piece by piece. Mm, should I do my favorite one last? Okay, Pallas Athena is my favorite one, so we'll we'll talk about her last. Let's talk about Hygieia. Okay, Hygieia is a goddess of medicine, of alternative medicine, of um, integrative medicine. Hygiene came from her name. So and you can see her symbol here if you're watching the YouTube version. If you're in the podcast version, you can always see this indicated um, YouTube version with the visuals. But you see that the, her symbol is the uh, caduceus, the the snake, pretty much going up the going up, wrapping around here. And this is a symbol of healing. But it's not only a symbol, although it's interesting that the medical mainstream medical uses this symbol still. It's a it's a holistic symbol. You know, things that were done in the past um, are not always things done in the mainstream now, but it does still, she does still have rulership for these things, you know, that are, you know, like herbs and spiritual or emotional, mental um, areas. So this energy of holistic healing is coming through to help you now. Okay. And this is very exciting. So you can get on track with healing on multiple levels. You can tap into your innate healing ability. You might be looking for work um, or helping people in these realms. This is the fifth house that is really making very bright your passions and the things you're excited about. It may be that you or um, one of your kids or working with kids or anybody, because the fifth house also rules kids, that's why I'm mentioning it. Um, could need some healing and you could have some extra support and luck or perfect practitioners come in here or a healing breakthrough, right? So we also have Juno, Juno, star goddess, moving through Pisces, making a trine, the most favorable aspect in all of astrology with your cancer placement rules, relationships and marriage. She was actually the wife of, well, we have to remember that there are Roman names and Greek names because the Romans took the, <laughs> took the stories, the mythological stories from the Greeks, and then they renamed them, but they had, they kept the same stories. And sometimes they added some of their other things too. But for the most part, Hera or Juno 
was the wife of Zeus or Jupiter. And she's actually in that house ruled by, um, actually she's not in the ninth house. It looks like this from this chart, but she's in the 10th house of work and career. So it's hard to see this here, but there we go. So in any case, important, powerful partnerships in your workspace or for your workspace um, or for your place out in the world, which may or may not be paid work. So blessings in your workspace, powerful partnerships supporting you. Then you've got Estrella, the star maiden here. She will bring insights from the stars and your connection to the natural rhythms of the universe, including the cycles, you know, the astrological cycles, the sun cycles, the moon cycles, into your rhythm. In general, Cancer friends are notably aware of the rhythms and the effects of the moon being ruled by the moon. And so it's, it's a natural progression for you to really start tuning into these other cycles. And so you're getting help from Estrella at this time as well. Just cleaning this up a little bit. Okay, now let's talk about Pallas Athena. She's my favorite star goddess that you're getting blessings from. She's moving through your sign. And Pallas Athena, I like to call a mega multi-goddess. So she has a lot of areas of rulership, more than we're going to talk about here, but just kind of know that she gets her fingers in a lot of pudding pies. But she is a spiritual warrior and she tends to look out for um, injustices, which by the way, Estrella does as well. So if you've been wronged in some way, you might be able to come to peace with that. And we'll get, get on this topic when we get over here to Black Moon Lilith. But if you've been wronged in some way, or if you're harboring some feelings, or if you've been hurt, uh, this could bring profound blessings that could actually really help your health and could help how you see yourself, your self-esteem, you know, Sometimes when someone does something bad to us, we hold on, which makes sense, but it can affect our self-esteem when we're thinking negative things about people, whether that's a conscious or not, it can happen. So some profound healing can occur here and a Pallas Athena can help with this. Also, if you need to find your voice, if you need to find your brave, you know, if you need to assert yourself in some way, gently, lovingly, and compassionately, all of these are water signs. So being able to be heard because you have the blessing of speaking, not from anger, but from, you know, like a quiet certainty, we'll call it, that you're right about something might give the chance to rally the support. And you're having so much support here from the star goddesses now. Now on the topic of Black Moon Lilith, Black Moon Lilith is not an asteroid and not even a heavenly body. There are things that we track in the sky that we call planets. Astrologers basically call everything planets. <laughs> um, you know, just it's just a term that we use, even if they're not. Okay, so some things could be a dwarf planet, some things could be an asteroid, some things could be like the North and South Node. They're they're measurements of calculations of points in the sky, and so is Black Moon Lilith. But it is related to the Moon, and it does re relate. She does relate to this repressed side of our emotional space, the side that we're not allowed to express. And when I say we, I'm not just talking to women here. I'm talking about humanity. You know, the effects of these um, influences, just like with the, you know, the Western guys we always talk about, they have their effects on, you know, everybody all the same. And these star goddesses are the same. And so this black moon Lilith 
energy is talking about repressed emotions, ones that we have not been safe to speak up about, one that has brought us a lot of anger and um, blocks intimacy. So this is a really good time when your intuition, when your nighttime dreams brought here by Pisces, when your um, you know relationship space is all kind of under scrutiny and wants wants to be healed and heard. Now, I'm aware that there are some people that seem to make the mistake of thinking that crystals are metaphysical things and that anyone that talks about them or uses them is woo-woo. And I will very happily set this straight. Crystals are powerful conductors of energy. And if you have any doubt about this in the practical world, look at what it is that makes up the most important parts of computers and television, plasma screens and countless other things. It's crystals. Crystals are used in our technology and they're, you know, one of the most important components to our technology. Why? Because they conduct energy. They have the capacity to amplify and move energy. They actually do. So what I would recommend here with what I'm seeing here in your chart, if you're open to it and it feels right for you, is using some crystals. All right, so you can look up which ones work for the types of things you're working with, but I'm seeing in the chart, you know, some of this suppressed anger, which you may or may not be aware of. And I like, here's some, some ones I like, blue lace agate. I like the combination of this stone, using this stone, because it works with the throat chakra as well to help you voice your concerns, but have a softness to that voice. So sometimes when we realize something or realize how mad we are about something, when it comes out, it can be kind of ugly. So this blue lace agate can actually help to soften that along with rose quartz. Okay, so you can look these up and work with these. You can hold them in your hand. You can put them under your pillow. You can meditate with them. You can, you know, do a variety of things. Wear them as jewelry. If you do that, try to make sure the stone is touching your skin, if possible. Well, depending on which one it is. For these two, it's fine to do that. Um, but just getting it in your field, like uh, by your desk where you're sitting, can help you with this. Okay, so now let's get on to our list. So we talked about the Mercury retrograde. Let's look a little bit more at some of these aspects that are happening. Now, another big thing to know is that we've got, we're back in the time period where Libra transits and then coming soon, Scorpio transits are going to be, you know, the focus. And this is the area of partnership. So everyone in the Zodiac has a spotlight on partnerships right now. That is both coming from the transits, um, the personal planet transits, and the eclipse, okay, this uh, lunar eclipse, or solar, rather, solar Scorpio eclipse, which we'll get to. But, but partnerships are under scrutiny, and since we're here working into the past, you know, partnerships from the past, problems from the past, blessings from the past, there's something from the past that's weighing in very, very importantly in your experience, and there's multiple levels of that. Now, in general, the Libra energies make a little conflicted aspect here for you. So there might be some pressure to do something about what's going on. And again, this relates back to these other things we talked about with finding your voice, you know, being, you know, clearing repressed energy, and that's really coming up for you. And you'd be amazed at how your world could be completely opened up and transformed by 
these things that are going on. Now Mars is rumping and bumping in your 12th house of your unconscious mind, which could very much be giving you um, a lot of extra thoughts and overthinking. So I want to try to manage that more, write things out and then either, you know, rip them up or write an email that you never send. These are all good ways to get out things on your mind. And I love the book Marriage of Spirit. Of course, if you've gotten this before and you've used it, oh my gosh, it's been on my nightstand for a couple of decades. It's still one of my favorite go-tos. The exercises in section two can really help you to channel any energy that is bothering you and can get things off your mind and help you to be more free and happy, which is what it's all about. Okay, so we also are having a little pressure from Jupiter. And this is a pressured month for everybody. So just kind of know that, but don't fear it. Just know that whenever we've got fire pressure, it's a pot, you're the pot of water, right? With the cancer energy. Then the fire energy is the fire under it and it's kind of bringing it to a boil. So it's just kind of escalating some things for you to deal with. Now it's interesting because Mars tends to make us less ambitious and get lazy and it might do that for you. But it also combined with what you've got going on here can, can make you take inner action. And that's actually some of the best action to take in this month because trying to take too much outer action, especially if it doesn't seem to be flowing or if it's not coming out, you know, softly can lead to those speed bumps. But taking inner action on your inner world is very well supported. It can really transform your life, especially at this time. Okay, so look out in the days around October 9th. We do have a little conflict, or it could be accomplishment that comes from some hard work. We'll say October 6th through the 12th, then closer to the 9th, 16 degrees. And this is in a 90 degree angle for you. So something at work could be bothering you or something with a father figure in your life or someone that reminds you of a father figure like a partner. Um, or someone that has had an authoritarian role in your life, you know, there could be some drama there, or it could be that you've worked hard and now you've accomplished something and this full moon is bringing that to you. Everyone has a chance to see manifestations from this, but those of you who are around July 1st through July 11th, the closer to around July 6th, you'll get the more direct hit from that particular aspect. Okay, so now let's look at these eclipses. Eclipses are times when we have a chance to clear out massive amounts of karma and step into our highest expression this lifetime in more wonderful ways. Sometimes this comes beautifully naturally as a result of something that we've wanted. Sometimes it happens in a way that is something that we don't want. I'm hoping that because of the nice angle for you, again, this Eclipse here is October 25th, two degrees of Scorpio solar eclipse. We do have one in November, which we'll talk more about in the November report, but it's at 16 degrees of Taurus, a lunar eclipse. And we will be feeling that this month because there's a four to six week before and after the eclipses hot spot of when things start to come to a boil. So what's at play here from between 2021 to 2023 with this Scorpio Taurus eclipse cycle? is my stuff versus our stuff, inheritances, spousal money, government money, shared money versus your own autonomy, 
So everyone's going to have storylines like that. Now this is particularly dominant for the fifth house as well. So you've got other themes going on, which has to do with your passion, your creativity, your individual expression versus the 11th house of, you know, a group, the group and the, the, the um, community good and the general well-being. So it's kind of like you're figuring out more ways that your creativity can help others and you're figuring out other ways that binding with others can help your creativity. <laughs> so that's a big storyline there. But if you want to understand more about that, and actually I have a ton of resources on everything that's going on this month, all of these transits on their own warrant their own videos which I and other resources which I have created. Um, Mars retrograde, Mercury retrograde, search for Annie Botticelli. I've got YouTube video and blogs. Now for the eclipses, I recommend a bunch of ones here if you want to really do a comprehensive job on how you might see this manifest because it could be quite life-changing. If you go to AnnieHelpsYouTV.com, that's the direct link to my YouTube channel, you can find the Eclipse playlist. Look for Eclipses in Scorpio, Eclipses in Taurus. Those are the ones that are, you know, happening for everyone. Then we've got Eclipses in Leo, which is the fifth house which is where the eclipse is occurring from the whole house perspective. And I'm also going to throw in there to be very comprehensive from the Placidus perspective, because this is a two degree Scorpio eclipse, very early degree. Placidus charts are going to have some effect in the sign and house before, which is the fourth house, which is eclipses and cancer of the fourth house. So this can bring some changes to your home and family. Um, this fifth house energy is also, you know, children, creativity, um, things like that, conception, child rearing and bearing, or your creative babies, even if they're not human. And then this fourth house is home, houses, real estate, and um, everything having to do with your inner world as it relates to like your childhood psychology that may be, be still affecting you now. All right, so the last thing is this last Saturn Uranus square. We had three clashes of this in um, 2021, and it was still in close proximity in early 2022 after the December clash. And now, October 1st through 12th, we're feeling it again. This is a behemoth. Definitely, if you don't even if you don't watch the other videos, search for any Botticelli Saturn square Uranus because there's so much to know here. And the energies, although they're strongest October 1st through 12th, will linger into November and could start in September. This is like the epish, epic clash of the ages here. It's been a major global theme that's created a lot of unrest and instability. As the systems are continued to be challenged, we have a lot of energy um, with the Saturnian forces being under duress from the planet Uranus. So we're looking at old versus new. We're looking at progressive versus traditional. We're looking at you know, stodgy versus fledgling, <laughs> you know, we're looking at um, established versus, you know, erratic and stable, stable versus erratic. And so these are the forces that are going on. We're looking at order versus chaos. This is another big thing. So look for the ways that this is manifesting, not just in the world, which is obviously very evident, but also over the last couple of years, so also look at it within yourself. You know, what systems do you need to revitalize and change with the Uranus, you know, Uranus placement energy? Which of your 
fleeting ideas are you going to take the time to make stable with the Saturn energy? You know, these planets are acting upon each other. It's not just Uranus saying, oh, the old needs to go. It's also Saturn saying, okay, well, that's if that's a good idea, then where's your strategy behind it? Where's your proof? Where's your steps to make this stable? And Saturn holds the structure so that there's not complete chaos as the new things start to infiltrate. So this is going to be at play in your life. And the more you look for it, I'm sure the more you see it. But this is the last clash. So there's something unfolding here in the, in the world stories um, as, a, as a final-ish, you know, we'll say final-ish because, you know, things are always going to keep continuing in there one way or another. But some kind of important, notable final chapter with this um, epic battle here.